Ayo, what up though? This episode of The Cookout is brought to you by, bitch, I am so fucking tired of these remote recordings. I'm sick and mm. tired. <laughs> and I want mm. to stop. Jesus, the offense. Uh, so. Uh, we almost to the finish line. We almost to the listen, finish line. Man, listen, I'm just trying to get like at least like another maybe two or three weeks. I want to see, you know, if, if a second wave hits before I open the studio back up because I'm sick of this shit now. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Everything is a problem. All right, so welcome back to the Cookout, boys and girls. It is your favorite host, me, your favorite podcast, Chase. Uh, black ass Cassidy. We'll go with that one today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, appropriate. It, very super, appropriate. Yes, very appropriate to uh, considering today's topic. So, um, really quick up front, we got a couple up front announcements. Um, so I know you guys are hearing me for the first time in like three weeks. That is because I've had some uh, serious technical difficulties with this remote recording. But quick announcement. Hoping that within about two weeks or so, uh, we can open the doors back up to the studio and um, start recording live again. So that'll be really nice. Um, Also, up front, I want you guys to check out the other podcasts that I produce, one of which is called Don't Trust the Edit. Um, Actually, uh, they did a version of the uh, topic we're talking about today on their last episode. So go give them a listen. Um, Also, the Capiche podcast that is still alive and well. Um, so give that a listen. Actually, Jonathan was on that show once, and uh, yeah. it was great. Uh, so stuff. give that a listen. It, it was awesome, man. Like I really, I miss doing that show. But that's one show that doesn't it, it doesn't translate well trying to record it remotely. So right, I, I was I was thinking about I was thinking about that that that's that's one of those shows your energy needs to be with like that person. Oh, absolutely, yeah, for sure. It's, it's a whole different vibe when you're in the room having the conversation. So. Uh, once once everything gets back up and running, that'll be one of the first things I do. I'll probably record like ten of those episodes and just sit on them. So, uh, just just hold tight with me, guys. But uh, go ahead and listen to those shows. Go ahead and subscribe and rate, and review, and uh, share them to everybody that you know. All right. So, who bought the potato salad to the cookout this week? I have got to give a big shout out to anybody out there who is a content creator in these times because. Mm. Um, because bitch let me tell you one thing <laughs> when I tell you <laughs> as much as I love what I do but I'm tired of this shit like, it's just like you get to the point where like you're scraping the bottom of the barrel because like all the news is about how many people died today you know what I'm saying right. so, yeah. um, it can be a little bit tough so I just want to shout out anybody who can create content in this time continuing like to go after your passion so you know, Funky Dineva, DJ Richie Sky, King of Reeves, uh, Peach T Podcast, Don't Trust the Edit Podcast, New Rock Stars, anybody who's doing something uh, content creator-wise this time, I-, I salute you. So you bought the potato salad, and thank you for taking my mind off of this crazy shit that's happening. Right. Appreciate Can we do it. an honorary potato salad real quick for Netflix, for Avatar, The Last Airbender coming Come back? Come on, somebody. Okay. Yeah, I just want to put that in there. I know my geek is showing. 
But I just want to put that put that in the atmosphere. Hilarious. Listen, yo, that wasn't That's nothing but that wasn't nothing but the Holy Spirit right now. He's well, 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 well. Yes, Lord. Yes, God. Yes, God. Hey, hey, hey. Thank you, God. Hey, Blay by. Blay Listen. He did that just for me because he knew. He knew. Oh, yes, he knew. He knew. He knew we needed this. We needed it. <laughs> it has been wonderful to my soul. Yes, it has. Listen, he'll do it if you let him. <laughs> he'll do it, but you got to let him. You got to hey, let him. Hey, come on now. Okay. Come on you now. Come on now. You got to let him. Come on now. <laughs> okay, I see what y'all doing today. All right, cool. <laughs> All right, cool. I'm I'm up now. I'm, I'm awake. All right, cool. Um, <laughs> so today's topic, uh, it's, it's a going to be a passionate topic today but it's going to be a timely one we are talking about the plight of the black man today mm. um whether that plight be um through the eyes of you know police brutality or um uh dating or how we are raised or black men in entertainment or even and i can't wait for this one little boosie cannot wait oh, <laughs> Oh, oh I, got, I got a I got a old nasty read waiting for Boosie today. Oh, he is a full flight in and of himself, <laughs> Mister Boosie. Yeah, that stupid nigga. Okay, all right, let's go ahead. And- but but he is a content creator. That he is. <laughs> he knows how to get people to watch. Louis, he is a content creator. Lou, just go ahead and hang up the phone, bro. Hang up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's go oh, ahead and at the family table this week. Um, as you guys have heard, okay, uh, pull up Poppy. Um, yep. uh, uh, what 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 other nicknames we got for you, man? This is Groovy Lou. Um, yeah, you know, Groovy Lou, uh, pull up Poppy. Um, we'll just go with those two for today. Okay. Um, but let's talk about what today is because I haven't been able to really talk about that on this show in a long it's been time. A while, yeah, Woo. It is recovery Sunday. <laughs> it. it is recovery yeah. Sunday. Well, I'm, re- I'm recovering from yesterday, but I'm right back at it again today. So today, today I'm drinking a nice light uh, Chardonnay uh, to get the juices going. Um, so and that's classy. what we're doing today. Absolutely, you know, classy. Oh, gotta do it for, gotta classy do it for the Lord on His day. Yeah, gotta do it for the Lord on His day. I wasn't, oh, I wasn't sure if you were still like having recovery Sundays, you know, during these coronial times. But you know, obviously, yes. Listen, listen, the, the boat does not stop moving. <laughs> uh, also at the family table is the uh, the genius, the most intelligent person that I've ever met in my entire life. Oh, uh, genius Jonathan. <laughs> Mr. Jonathan McFadden, ladies and gentlemen. He's back. Hey, everybody. Good to be back. It's been a minute. It's been a <laughs> it has been a minute. But when I was Yeah, I thought you were ashamed like, of me. Sorry? I thought you were ashamed of me. What, what, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I'm just, I am very intentional about my casting. That's all. That's all. So I knew that's this fair. would be perfect for you today. So that's why I had to call on you, brother. I appreciate it. Glad to be here. Also, ladies and gentlemen, for uh, one thing I will say that's positive about the remote recordings is that I, I'm able to invite people on the show who do not live in the Charlotte area. So I have spoken about this person on this show several times. Um, you know, we all got that. We all got that one favorite cousin in our family. Uh and I got my favorite cousin on the line today. I got the, 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 the let's just call him the president of Black Hollywood, K. Mel Gotham. <laughs> K. Mel Gotham. What's happening, what's man? Up, what's up? happening? 
What up, cousin? How you is, man? How you been, man? I'm chilling, brother. I'm blessed trying to make it through this pandemic. Yeah, fuck this pandemic. No, <laughs> <sighs> no, it's fucking us. <laughs> right back. Yeah. Right. Word. It done stopped my whole flow, bro. I ain't like, it's like mid-stroke and a little kid came <laughs> <out>. Hilarious. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, 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 you stopped stroking? Oh. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. Look, look oh, okay. it's different when it's your daughter. <laughs> oh, baby. When it's your son, you be like, get out. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God. Why, you, why you still stroking? Uh, <laughs> that, that poor little boy sitting at the door. What are you doing to my mom? <laughs> so as you can Just see it, it's uh, it's obvious that he and I are actual family because that is also my trash ass humor <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to have y'all man um, are we ready to get into uh, the main topic today let's yeah, do, do it, it. alright um, let's just let's go ahead and start with uh, with Ahmaud Arbery let's start with, uh, with his case and um, just the case of countless other black men in this country so at this point in the game uh we we've been getting we've been getting lynched for a long time right call it call a single thing right uh so at this point what 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 do we do what's what's the next step what's the vibe what's the plan what do you guys think our next course of action should be if any uh who wants to take this one first well, let, I, I, I want I want Genius Jonathan to go ahead and uh, <laughs> oh boy. go, go, go ahead and take a stab at, take a, take a stab at that thing. So, so we're gonna go high first, then we're gonna go low. <laughs> 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 I'll yeah. try not to disappoint, um, and that's <laughs> but that's the hard that's the hard part about it though. It's like at this point, what else can we do? I think we're all asking ourselves that question um, because we've seen this happen again. Like you said, we've been lynched for since our arrival in this country mm -hmm. it has been open season on black people um there's a war on black bodies and it's growing ever more excessive and it's just becoming i think it's like we've hit a fever pitch just when you think it can't get worse though it does right and it happens again and again um you know i i've had conversations with friends and family and you know talking about what happens after this and i think honestly the Biggest thing for me is kind of, we have to just continue to take care of our own. And I'm not trying to advocate for complete segregation. I'm not trying to say that integration was completely bad, although I think it did have a lot of negative uh, repercussions for our community. But I think um, we need to develop a tighter and deeper community cohesion. Uh -huh. And I think we need to start pouring and investing back in ourselves and stop giving our money away okay. because that's, that is what's going to hurt them. Not that we should be out to hurt them. Not, not what I'm saying. I'm not advocating violence against all white people. But what I am saying is that we have to hurt them where it hurts. If we want to, if we want to be able to stand on our own, we have to be economically independent. <clears throat> now, of course, currently we're in these colonial times, so right. that's hard. <laughs> but I think once we get past this, I think we really need to take a look at our community um, and really need to rally together and you know stop i'm not saying we're doing this as a whole but i feel like there's a lot of assimilation that's happened we feel like there's some people who feel like they've arrived in a sense because now we can go to their schools and now we can eat in their restaurants and now mm -hmm. we can be accepted by the majority and so we suddenly arrived we're now 
on equal footing with them, but we're not, right. as we see, we're still in their world. And so I think we need to create our world. We need to see a return of Black Wall Street. You know, we need to see a return of mixed income communities that are predominantly occupied by Black doctors and lawyers and sanitation workers and restaurant workers. We need our own back. And absolutely, would that stop all the damage that we see? Would that stop all the lynchings? Of course not, because as long as we exist, we're a threat uh, mm-hmm. to the establishment. But I think, in terms of where we can go next, I think we have to look inward and not look for the solution to come from anybody else except us. Right, right. Like nobody is going to save us. You know, we have to be responsible for helping ourselves and pulling ourselves up. And I'm not trying to say that out of a, from a Republican GOP, pull yourself up by your bootstraps mentality. I did it so you can do it too. I'm saying that from a, we are responsible for ourselves and we need to, we need to separate a little bit in order to build us up right. and to continue to build us up. So, so let me, let me ask you this um, before I move on to the other gentlemen. So you, you spoke about uh, us unifying. Um, this, this is a thought that I have a lot, and I'm just going to be totally transparent on this show today um, and say that I, I don't think that I don't think that that we as black people have it have it in us to unify on that level at this point. I simply don't. We, we, can't, we can't seem to come together, you know, for things that are super important. And I think this might be one of those moments. What do you what do you think about that? I think. I think, yeah, I mean, there are a lot of fissures and divisions and schisms on our community, and there's a lot of work to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the, I think, th- there's a lecture I listen to twice a year, at least, um, by Dr. Joy Leary DeGruy okay. called Post Traumatic Slave Disorder. Okay. And in I, it, I've, I've, I've seen that. Yeah, I watch it every MLK day and every Juneteenth. So it's coming up. Um, <laughs> and in that, she talks about, you know, essentially, the repercussions that continue to perpetuate in our community, the habits and the things that black people do in this country. Like no matter, you've experienced this, no matter where you go in America, if you meet another black person, there are certain experiences that are common to us all. Yes. Certain ways we were raised by our parents, certain things we do when we go to hotels, for instance, ah. certain, like how we carry ourselves, <laughs> how hygiene, how hygienic we are. Yeah. You know, our hygiene is very important to us for a reason. And those are the results of slavery and those ideas and those, uh, those habits get passed from generation to generation because it's our means of survival. Right. Um, and she talks about how, you know, <clears throat> as a community, we never received any kind of whole scale counseling. We've never received any kind of therapy. Mm-hmm. We were told to basically, okay, you're free now, quote unquote, you're free. So now figure it out. Right. So as we're figuring it out, what happens next? Well, reconstruction happens. Then the clan that that's all the, the coalescing of the Ku Klux Klan. So then it becomes open season on black people. So we're hunted and we're lynched. Right. Then after that comes the depression. So we're hit economically. And so we're as destitute and poor as everybody else. Then after that, we see some movement in the civil rights movement. And so when we finally think we're actually gonna see some kind of, uh, you know, some kind of change in our communities, they kill the leaders who galvanize us. Right. They kill MLK, they kill Malcolm X, they kill Fred Hampton, and the list goes on. So. Then we, after that, we find ourselves, okay, we're, we're kind of without a leader now. We don't have these rallying voices. We're kind of just trying to figure it out. Then we have industrialization, more industrialization, and we see that the urban communities where we lived and worked are now being, like the factories and the plants where we worked and, you know, those communities are being shuttered down and moving overseas. 
you have white flight. So white people are just leaving, going to the suburbs. Mm -hmm. And so what ends up happening is that we live in these economic, economically depraved communities. And so that gives rise to ghettos and projects. Right. Then after that, we have the war on drugs, which disproportionately targeted black and brown men and women. Mm -hmm. And then after that, you know, we have mass incarceration. <laughs> so every single Ooh, shout get, out to like, Joe Biden. <laughs> right, right. We'll right. discuss that as well uh, today. Amen. Thank you for that. Amen. Thank you, Lord, because I have opinions about that, too. So from every so from slavery on not even from from the beginning of the transatlantic slave trade, our journey in this country has been one onslaught after the next, after the next, after the next. So, no, we have a hard. Yeah, we do have a hard time uniting because we have had so much pushed against mm -hmm. us. We have had so much, um, so many blockades and so many barriers that it's hard. We have not healed as a community. Right. We are definitely still divided because we're not whole ourselves. And so if anything, if unification <clears throat> is possible, I think the things that we're seeing where you, we, we see that counseling is something that more people are willing to talk about now, that is not so much of a taboo, like that's a good step in the right direction. Right. And we need to continue those steps and we need to continue to uh, promote those things, those healing avenues, because that's what we need initially. We need to be healed from the, the, the horrors that were and atrocities that were committed against us because we're not healed. Right. Yeah, we may be live. Yeah, I may have a nice apartment in a nice area of a town, but that doesn't mean that I'm not affected by what happened to my ancestors. I'm absolutely affected because those same habits and those same traumas have been passed on from generation to generation. I told you he was a genius. I told you he was a genius. Cousin, I can jump in. Go ahead, man. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Yo, uh, based on what my man was just talking about, um, yes, every, I agree with everything he said. The issue that I have is, first and foremost, we live in the land of our oppressor. Mm. Mm. To, to, to be trying to try to get healing while still being in their house Ooh. is almost impossible. That's profound. That's like ask, that's, that's like asking a domestic violence abuse abusee to stay in a house with the man that's beating her up mm -hmm. and find healing in that. Right. Wow. Yeah. We're we're <sighs> we're in a bad spot. And I think we will always be in a bad spot as long as we're on this land. It's, there is no unification that will actually be able to take place because every time we unify the white evil turns in into something else. Right. Like you said, the Black Wall Street, we were unified. We was moving the black dollar multiple times before I left the community. And what mm -hmm. happened? They bombed it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They bombed Philadelphia. <clears throat> they, anything that, that shows progression and unification with us, that white evil turns into something else. So how do we, how do we go? How do we move? Because what they did was they took away... I'm a warrior. I'm not as politically correct as a lot of y'all may be. I'm a warrior. When I see stuff happening, I want to go to war. Right. Let's go. Right. And at the end of the day, we've been we've been crippled by religion to live to Ooh. every to the word of turning the other cheek Let while they continue to beat our ass. There's not going to be any form of, of peace until they get bodies to start dropping as well. Whoa, come on. Point blank, come period. On, like, they, as long as they can go eat dinner with their families. Yes. And we're mourning and marching, they're okay with it. Because truth be told, if you put a white person, a white kid in Aubrey's place, it would have been outrage if that was a black man that shot him down. Absolutely. We've, we've gotten to a point where it's become normal. 
And they have done a great job of distracting us with what celebrities are doing. Mm -hmm. They've they've mastered the art of of knowing our psyche by one simple question on social media. What are you thinking? Yeah. We've expressed what we think all the time. And that's Mm -hmm. why the advertising dollars are so much because that's why they're doing these these uh, racist marketing schemes when they put like a black face on something and we move it and move it and move it for them. It's, we're, we're falling into a constant scheme. Right. Now, I think it comes to a point where we got to draw a line. I don't care what color, creed, what, if you're not with me, you're my enemy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I don't care. I'm not about being politically correct anymore. And I feel like as black people, we have been moving, trying to get the acceptance of white people for far too long. We name our kids white names so that they can get jobs. We straighten our hair so we can look like mm. them. We, it's, 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 it's become too, too much. And they've, they've shown us that no matter what we do, we will never be accepted on this land. And the, num- no, the number one thing that they've done is they, they disconnected us from our homeland. Every other minority group, they're able to have a representat- representative at the UN where they can say, yo, look, they are mistreating right. us over here. And then they could, get, they could get reprimanded for that. We don't have nobody to turn mm. to. We are here alone. Yeah, yeah. I, I just feel it's, it's scary. But as somebody that, like you said, they killed Martin, they killed Malcolm. We've been marching. We've been doing all that. And at the end of the day, we really can't even go to war with them because all they got to do is say, yo, don't sell the black people no bullets. Yeah. So what do we do, man? You know what I'm saying? And that's the part that makes me as a fighter feel powerless. Like this pandemic itself has made me feel powerless because the government, for whatever reason, now are people dying? Yes. Is it sad? Absolutely. But this is some bullshit. And they're able to tell me that I can't work to provide for my family. Mm-hmm. They're telling me that my life has to halt. I've been put on punishment by the right. government. That doesn't sit well with me as a warrior. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So again, in, until everybody, all of us know that we are at war, whether it be spiritually, whether it be mentally or physically, we will never be unified because too many people are comfortable living in their bubble. Uh, uh, and and believe not not wanting to believe what's really going on outside. Y'all boy, y'all boys coming with the heat today. Yeah. Y'all, y'all, y'all ain't fucking around today. I like that. Uh, Louis, take the floor, yeah. sir. Um, so pretty much, uh, these two gentlemen have covered damn near everything that uh, that I would say. Um, only thing I would like to say is I think we need to, as black people, we need to get out of the mindset that when we're going to unify or try to unify we can't take everybody with us mm. mm-hmm. your, your, your skin sometimes your skin folk ain't your kin folk okay. yeah. we can't take everybody with us so the people that's rocking with you that's on the wave that you want rock with them mm-hmm. it might it might only be a couple hundred people that you can roll with but that's your tribe right there. right right mm-hmm. that's your tribe right there and roll with your tribe um so that's the first thing next thing um a conversation that I believe that they have scared us into avoiding as a whole is the retaliation conversation. Yeah. They have scared us out of even having that conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing about it, and that's, you know, that's, that, to me, that speaks to the direct reason why we celebrate, you know, Martin Luther King, but not so much Malcolm X. Correct. 
Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Because as far as whenever black people have had to face white supremacy and white supremacy has ever budged on anything was when their people started dying too. Mm -hmm. We was living in our own communities, like in the 50s, 60s and 70s and the black Panthers and the nation of Islam was out there putting in that work. Mm -hmm. That's when they wanted to come to the table Mm -hmm. and have a discussion. But prior to that, as long as white supremacy could do whatever the fuck they wanted to do to you, everything was cool. And it was status quo. Right. It was absolutely status quo. And so, like, so when we have things like, you know, the Amar Aubrey situation and shit like that, like, <laughs> let me be careful with <laughs> where I'm going with this. Um, <laughs> we, we, some, some, something else had, I don't, I don't want to see another march. I don't want to hear another song. I don't want another mm, prayer. Right. Now, I'm, I, I'm, I personally am Finch. I'm, I'm not like, don't, don't call me to sign no fucking petition. Right, right, right. Mm. Don't call me to sign nothing. Like I'm not, I'm not here. I'm not here for that shit. I'm like, I'm, in, I'm just gonna speak for me. Okay. Like, if something, if something that happened happened to mine and my family, I'm going to find somebody's grandmother. Ooh. All right. I'm going to find somebody's grandmother. Yeah. And like, and that, and that's, and that's, but I'm just gonna speak for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause I'm not, like, I'm not here to play like that. No, like, I'm not, I'm not. There's nothing else to talk about. Right. There's nothing else to talk about. Like we, like we, we did, we did everything that we could do, and now you know, with you know, with everything that's happening, um, with this coronavirus and all that shit, like you can literally see now, like nobody of any race, color, creed, or nationality can deny that it is an anti-black war. One hundred percent. It is an anti-black mm-hmm. war right now. Yeah. Period. And in war, there will be casualties, mm-hmm. and we need to start having some casualties. That's the only way this thing smooths out to me. I um can I can I can I say one thing before you move? Yeah. Right. Um, I like again I agree with him on his first point. The the thing that we, we this zero tolerance um culture that we created this cancel culture, mm-hmm. we've we've created more of a fight within ourselves because we don't understand that battles are fought on different fronts. Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. So when he said like if they're not with your tribe then they can't rock. My, my issue is, is that people believe that just because somebody not fighting like you don't mean that they're not yes. fighting. Yes. No, no. And that, yeah, and I, don't, and I, don't, I, don't, I don't mean it that way. No, no. I know you don't, yeah. but that's what the culture is starting to gotcha. do. Yeah, yeah, you right, have yeah, a lot yeah. of these black activists who take that narrative, right? And yeah. they go to the far left with it because you might have somebody that's fighting in the school one-on-one with little kids every day. Mm-hmm. Telling right. them how to how molding their mind, but just because they're not sitting front line of a march doesn't mean that they're not fighting. You know what? Like right. to that point, right. like exactly. Like I've had I've had a lot of situations like that um, in recent years where I feel like you know people come to me and be like, "Yo, you're not being vocal about this. You're not being vocal about that." I'm like, "Yo, that's that's not. I know I know my vibe. I know my lane. Like I'm not I'm not a like okay, let's go march type of nigga. I'm a okay, let's actually have a conversation about this shit type of nigga. So I'm actually I, I have even on this show sat down with people of other ethnicities and talked about racism. I've had these sorts of conversations on my show. And even in my personal life, I've had very difficult conversations with with white people about where they got us fucked up. Like, I've done that, you know, Mm -hmm. but just because you don't see that or just because I'm not reposting, you know, somebody's picture. Listen, man, millions of people are reposting this, this young man's picture. What is that doing? I'm, I'm not saying it do do much of anything for me. I, I get, you know, got the conversation out there. Like, we know what went down. But, okay, what's going to happen beyond that? 
Right. You know, so yeah, and, and, and that goes and that's okay. We need everybody in different positions to to to, to run this property. But that also goes to his second point, right? Where it's like something like this happens with all, the Ahmaud Aubrey situation, and you feel like, do if I do something, I'm taking myself away from my family yes. for 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 people that are just gonna mock. If I'm gonna die, I needed to be a, a war started because I Agreed. died. Agreed. That's right. Agreed. Because. I don't want to be the flavor of the week. Agreed. I don't want to be a hashtag. They're losing their father forever. Ever. They're losing their father forever. Right. Right. You understand what I'm saying? And white supremacy has done that to us because let me tell you something, bro. Like just like they they fashioned our minds, it's easy for us to shoot each other. It's easy. Exactly. A, a nigga could shoot up everybody on the block. Exactly. And a white cop will come and they put exactly. the gun down, and then nigga put his gun down. Exactly. No, nigga, that's when you start shooting. Since you thug, you know what I'm saying, but. I ain't advocating nobody killing the police. I'm just saying, mindset wise, they made it to where we under we we're scared of their white face because we know that they're covered. Mm. by the judicial system, right? Right. So, so at the end of the look, we had to march for these two niggas to get arrested. Right. right. We ain't even talking about a conviction. We had to march for them to get arrested. Right. right. And I'm and I'm ridiculous. And I'm not even gonna sit here and and, and say I'm not gonna advocate. To kill police because I'm gonna tell you something. As I mentioned on my other show, you know the FBI report came out that the white supremacist groups have infiltrated law enforcement Absolutely. on law enforcement on all levels. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And the thing about it is, as as we have seen and what has been shown to us, law enforcement can kill a black body and it's perfectly okay. Absolutely, it's perfectly okay. So yes, if it's found out, just like um when my man um. Um, I can't remember the um, the dude's name, but when that shooting happened in Dallas, and that dude killed mm. and he killed those five cops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, two of them, after they did some digging, were white supremacists. Now, remember when those five cops killed every got killed? Everybody was like, "Oh, they're heroes! They're heroes! God bless the heroes right. and all that mm -hmm. shit." Um, I don't remember the other person's name, but the other, but but one of the dudes that got killed, his name was Officer Orange. Officer Orange was a white supremacist, had the tattoos. It was all on his Facebook and everything. Uh -huh. So I came back on Facebook like, okay, are these motherfuckers still heroes? In a situation like that, them niggas need to die too. Okay, this is, this is how Absolutely. I feel. This is where I've landed. Uh, I'm, I'm very, yeah, all three of y'all know me. Y'all know me in different ways. But I'm, I'm pretty much, I'm very patient. I'm very chill. I'm very calm. And I'm very kumbaya. Let's love everybody. Let's figure this out. But I am... I think a shift has happened, and I don't know if it's because I've been locked up in this house by myself for 60 days, but I am at a point where, like, what are we talking about at this point? Like, I don't want to necessarily have to teach or debate the uh, the disparities that are, that are obviously happening here. I don't want to have to talk about that. Let's We can talk about solutions. We can talk about, you know, what we're going to do moving forward, but let's not talk about whether it exists or not. Like I'm at a, I'm at a right. place of of anger at this point, where I'm not even entertaining the conversation. Like I used to nothing, be, nothing to discuss. Yeah, I used to be able to talk about this sort of thing with a lot more calm than I'm able to do it now. I actually was having a conversation with um with someone a few weeks ago, and we were talking about something else. But then you know, white privilege came up, 
and this was a white person and they would they they were just like I, I don't I don't think that stuff exists and I was like well let me go ahead and grab my purse uh, I'm gonna step out <laughs> <laughs> because, um, last thing I would want to do is to uh open hand slap you in your face in your home so let me go ahead and leave um, because at this point, like, it's not even a conversation of whether it exists or not. Like, I'm sick of talking about this shit. Like, we know what's up. And, and it's, and, it's insulting. And Chase, it's kind of like when, 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 when y'all's president gets up on TV and lies to our faces and then acts like he's not lying. Like, so you're just going to sit there like I'm stupid? Like, it's insulting at this point. But the thing about it is, Chase, I, think I, think, I think it's genuine, though. I think, I think a lot of people live so far, a lot of white people live so far in their bubbles that they really don't see the shit. I would, I, yeah, I think it's I think it's true because and I I agree with that because I feel like as men, a lot of times we don't see the shit that our women mm. do. You yeah, know yeah. what I'm saying? Like we we get so caught up in our bubble, and I'm just talking about black men mm-hmm. and women. We get caught up in our bubble that we don't see the plight that our sisters go through. So it's it's I can absolutely understand that some of them just don't see it the way we see it. I guess my thing is, though, kind of to Chase's point, though, you get tired of the education. We spent so much time trying to educate white people about whiteness. Yeah, but why are you doing it? Exactly. I think we're wasting time because it's it's time to move on from that. Because the reason why I will never waste my time talking to them about that is because I don't got to talk to them about cruelty to animals. Right. 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 And I think that's that's where we need to start to, to move away from. Yeah, if we have to stop trying, trying to get alliances, white yes. people. Yeah, and just yes. keep. If you're with us, you're with us. That's great. But we need to just keep moving forward. Period. We can't take time to keep looking back and trying to bring every white person with us. It's not going to happen because the system, the systems that have been set up, are benefiting them. They don't need to. They there's no investment. There's no reason for them exactly. to be aware exactly. of mm-hmm. what's happening. So why are we st- you know constantly spinning our wheels trying to bring them up to speed? Mm. Let them be and go on. Their encounter with, 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 with one of us talking to them might be the only encounter that they have with, with outside of media, right. you know, outside of the propaganda. So, yeah, my 10 minutes of talking to you ain't going to change the rest of the 23 hours and 50 minutes of the day that you in your white bubble. Mm-hmm. So it's a waste of time. I think the solution is, is that we got to get to a point now where we school these young kids. Because these young little niggas, they fearless. They're fearless, but they don't know how to redirect their focus on the things that are necessary. These True. little niggas right. know things that if we assimilate properly, they, they've mastered the art of scamming on these computers. Do you know what that... Everybody want to tell them is wrong. White people have been doing that shit forever. It's not wrong. But we need to, we need to get your mindset off of the Gucci belt and set, have, <laughs> you, have you focus your... Paying for the woman that's on public assistance, get let her get her food every week, so that we could get the government out of mm. her house. As long right. as they're taking care Invest of us, backing us, they to treat us like shit. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? We got enough black men that's in the force, in the police force. We got enough of them that's in the feds, whatever the case may be. Now they need to stop trying to assimilate, and they need to now we need to use them. You got right. guns, you got radios. We need you to come and police the police when you're not working. Okay, so let me let me ask this. I'm, I'm going to move us into a slightly different direction, but along the same line. So, you know, how do we... Okay, so the, the, we've discussed, like, what we want to do and what we think we need to do to, to fix these things. And, and what we've talked about here has not been, you know, the most peaceful or gentle, right? So with... As a Black man, how do you lead your families in, in a different direction that may not be so gentle or sweet 
when we are indoctrinated with religion. I think, I want to say Kay hit on that earlier. Uh, when, when it comes to, to Christianity, it's always turn the other cheek and, and, and we got to forgive. I'm telling you right now, like, if, let, let's say, for instance, somebody, God forbid, somebody, somebody murders my cousin, right? A white, a white dude murders my cousin. I'm not, I never, don't ask me to forgive that nigga. I'm never going to do it. I want him to pass away <laughs> and I want it to be slow and painful and I want to be present. I'm never going to, I'm going to, I'm going to hug the person who murdered somebody that I love. Fuck out of here. And so how do we, how do we get to that point where like Christianity isn't in the way of us going after You got to chew the meat and spit out the bones, bro. That's something you're you gotta chew the meat, and spit out the bones, man. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta take what you need from it to govern your life in a spiritual way that you can sleep at night. But you also gotta read that from a perspective that it's supposed to be read from. Yo, you can't tell me turn the other cheek when God sent people into the village and told them to kill everybody and don't leave nobody alive. You understand what right. I'm saying? Like I'm not with it, bro. I, I'm gonna tell you right now. A nigga come up in this house, he ain't leaving. When I tell you it's about to shake down, if you pull up, you ain't, the rest of it. <laughs> Chase, 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 Chase knows the shit that I that I do. I do. Like the shit, Chase knows what I do. Uh-huh. You pull up at this house, you're gonna have to mm-hmm. dodge a whole bunch of shit. So a whole bunch of I'm shit. Gonna t- I'm, like, I'm gonna tell you like this: the way Lewis set up. Let's say, for instance, right now the zombie apocalypse breaks out outside. The first place I'm going <laughs> is to lose address. That's where I'm going. Yes, I, listen, I, I and it was crazy because when. People was making jokes and shit on Facebook, like when this whole pandemic shit first went down, making jokes like, why y'all going and buying up guns and ammo? Because I, that's exactly what I did. Um, yeah. They're like, why are you going out? What, what you going to do, shoot the virus? I'm yeah. like, y'all not even seeing the bigger yeah. play about what's about to shake yeah. down. Y'all not seeing the bigger play because one of two things could happen. Either this shit really goes bad and people have to start really exactly. searching for food and you know what exactly. desperation makes people do. Mm-hmm. You know what des- pe- desperation makes people run up in your home. Or if it becomes a situation where this ends up turning into like maybe it's like some type of martial law type of situation, the Second Amendment is there so that we can protect ourselves mm-hmm. from the government when they act a fucking fool. Right. That's what it's there for. So if the police start running up in your crib, acting a fucking fool, like um, what's uh, Bri- uh her, I don't want to mess up her name, Brianna. Um, yeah, I know you're talking about. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And Candace, I think, believe her boyfriend's mm-hmm. name was Kenneth Walker that shot the cop. That's exactly what's supposed to happen when, when somebody runs up in your house. Shoot them. Police, whoever. Yep. Period. You know what I'm saying? So, like, we need, like, all, all of this stuff needs to be considered and, take, and, take, and taken into account. And I am more than prepared for the shits. But, but, did, but did the Holy so, Spirit lead you to... to, to... <laughs> <laughs> well, let me, you know, let me, uh, let me kind of tackle okay. that one a little bit. Um, so, as a Christian... Um, I think we it's important to realize mm-hmm. that scripture was weaponized yes. against us. So as you know, as Kay said, you have to read it in its original context. Um, now, does that mean I'm advocating for Lou to kill everybody? <laughs> no. But I I am saying though that if you read scripture, God is very concerned about social justice. He's concerned about justice. He's concerned about um, the scales being balanced, so to speak. Right. But he's concerned about the oppressed and he's concerned about the poor and he's concerned about the disenfranchised. What happened is that the white man got hold of mm-hmm. scripture and used it as a mechanism for yes. control. 
Obey your master. So we, exactly. So we have to understand that, yeah, those things, uh, Christianity especially, a lot of religions, but Christianity especially, has been mm -hmm. twisted and distorted to keep us docile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's not the original intention. Right. That is not the that is not the revelation of the gospel. Um, we've been doing actually a series at church. Uh, my pastor has been preaching about addressing injustice. That is our responsibility to address mm -hmm. it. Now, again, would he come? Is he talking about maybe going to war, violence in that way? No. But at the same, on the same token, you don't just sit back and let right. it happen. You don't just sit back and just wait for somebody to come in your house and take right. your children. You know, you do have the right, you have a constitutional right. As much as I, I mm -hmm. have feelings about the constitution, we know that wasn't right, for right. us. But anyway, nevertheless, here we are. You have the right to defend you and yours. Absolutely. Um, so I think it's important to realize that, you know, that's, that, that is how I, you know, everybody ha definitely perceives scripture in a different way. But when it comes to scripture and when it comes to social justice, the two to me and I'm, and are I'm not mutually exclusive. For me, man, I, like I'm, I'm a all. Christian and I, I love Jesus. But I, but the first thing that they did was when they painted Jesus as a white man. That was the first thing that they did Ooh. to mess with our minds because we we continue to see that white man as being somebody Agreed. over us. The first thing I asked Agreed. my mother one day was, I said, let me Agreed. ask you a question. I said, if you if they would have painted Jesus as in, in the form that he's described in the Bible as a black man, I said, do you think you would have as many white Christians as you have? They would not have. Right. They would not be praising a black Jesus. No, they would not. So and again, just like we have a spiritual obligation to because they say our fight is not in carnality, it's in spiritual warfare. We go through spirit. So my thing is, is that. Even though mm -hmm. we have a spiritual obligation, we have a physical obligation too because we live in a physical world. Absolutely. So you run in my house with a gun, right. I'm not going to sit here and plead the blood of Jesus over you, nigga. I'm going to shoot you in your head. Point blank, period. And if me and God got to have a discussion <laughs> right. about that later on, then we just got to have this discussion. Yeah, we'll have, we we got to sit down. Because the we rules ain't sit for out us. About it. And that's why I, I'm going to tell you why I believe in Christ the way that I do is because of the compassion that is displayed in the word of, of Jesus, the character. You understand what I'm saying? Like he mm. came in the form of man to experience what we experience. That is something different, you know? Like, cause it's, it's, it's easy for somebody to speak over you than it is for, for somebody to sit down with you. And he sat down with right, us. Right. So he knows the oppression mm -hmm. that we face. He knows yeah, he why does. we're doing that. And that's why he judges us from our heart and not from the things that we do. Because I don't care what nobody say, yo, you, your sin chose you. You, you didn't choose your sin. It chose you. Sin was exi existed before you got here. That's major. Absolutely. That's absolutely. Major. And the part they always leave out um, when they say faith without work is yeah. they leave out that work part. Uh, they over they overlook that work part. Sometimes you got to work. Sometimes you got to exactly. go put in work. Because <laughs> God gave David the, the strength to take that big nigga down, right? He ain't, he ain't <laughs> say through the blood. He said, no, uh, rock, take this big nigga down. Okay. <laughs> go put in go, 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 go put in your work. I'm gonna go open, go I, put in your work. No, nah, I gotta go open my Bible right now work? and see if his name was actually that big nigga. I, That's the case yeah. uh, version of 2020. <laughs> you gotta get raised up to fight, man. But that's the thing. Our work, the things, our actions are a result of what we believe, no matter what you believe. Whether you're 
you, whether you're Muslim, whether you're uh, Baha'i faith, it doesn't matter. Whatever your actions are going to result from that. So it's the same. Like our our faith isn't merely, and I know this is not a discussion about Christianity, but our faith isn't merely a result. It's just not. It's not yes, passive. Yes, it, it doesn't just action. sit there dormant, doing nothing to keep you. It, I mean, yes, it definitely comforts you. It definitely, you know, it's here to comfort the afflicted. But at the same time, it is a, it, it has to be an, there has to be an outpouring of your faith. So the way you live, the way you interact with other people, how you deal with certain situations, how you deal with circumstances and ordeals is a mm -hmm. byproduct of what you ultimately right. believe. And I, you know, as people, I think we need to be more strategic, so, man. Um, they know the word that we, we read and they expect us to kumbaya our way out of everything. They expect us to just keep on praying and singing songs. And at the end of the day, as long as we keep using their media outlets to, to gather and discuss things, we're making them stronger, man. We have to stop. We got to remember right. who these sources come from. And we're never going to be able to assimilate properly. We're and never going to be able to come together the way we should as long as we're using their platforms. Yeah, we talk, we talk, we talk yeah, about right, too because, much of our shit yes. public, publicly. We talk about and we don't know shit about what they doing. We don't know nothing publicly. about what they're doing. Absolutely, absolutely not. Like we get up there and yes. talk about strategies yes. and shit like that. Like, like all of those should be at di at this point. Those yes. need to be in house conversations so that we'll so that when we pull up, well, what we pulling up with, you're not gonna, you know, like. But that's what the march is. That's what the march is intended for, though. It's not just to march, and people lost the fact of that. That is where we're supposed to strategize. Yeah. But they're just marching and yelling things. And going back to fuck and going yes. and going back to fuck home. And and this is why I don't attend marches. For what? For what? For what? The last the, right. the last march I went to, I went I went out there, but I didn't go out there to march. I had you know, I had my face covered and all that shit. I just went out there to like see what the people are actually doing. Right. Like I went out there just to peep the scene. I wasn't out there to hell no, we won't go on what I wasn't there for that. I wasn't there for that. I just wanted to get out in the streets and see what and see what the people what the people were like. And the energy it, it, like they're out there marching and chanting and shit, but it, like like yeah, it felt so fucking it's a gathering. Passive. Mm -hmm. It felt so it felt so fucking passive. Like and some of the niggas was yeah. out there kind of partying a little bit. I'm like, nigga, what the fuck is y'all doing? Mm. It's like it's like okay, that mm. this the, that tactic may have been uh, super effective back in the '60s and before, but we we live in a different a different world now. Things are different. I don't. For me, I don't want to discount what what we're trying to do out here. But for me, I just don't find it to be super effective. I think it's just a way for them to say, "Okay, there's a group of niggas. Let's shoot up." Like, I just. I don't I don't see the point. So I think I think that they wait for it now. We've let them know we've become so predictable that as soon as something <laughs> happens, they go, the niggas is gonna be out there marching. So get the police ready. And they, right. we gotta I think that God forbid another situation happen, it need to be silence. It need to be silence. Oh, it's coming. It's it's coming. Yeah. It's coming. It need to be, be silence because coming. as long as it's they coming. hear us ranting and raving, they know how to deal with us. Um, they're preparing mm -hmm. for a war. They're prepared. That's why they militarized the, the, the police. There's no need for police to be walking around with military grade weapons, um, on, right. on citizens of yeah. the American people. All it's it's yeah. no, it's no need for that. They've done this because they are preparing for war. As long as the government 
can keep us at odds, the government can continue to dominate us because they were supposed to work for us and we are definitely working for them. Okay, let me ask and, you this. And another thing, and then, oh, go ahead. I know, because we're moving into like a more uh, political side of things. So I want to kind of touch on that. <laughs> so here we are, we, ha we okay. have an election coming up in November. And, um, you know, we as, we as, <laughs> we as black people are in, in a real tough spot here. Um, we've got, we've got the emotional orange who's in, who's in the office right now, um, fucking shit up. And then we have, uh, uncle Joe who, <laughs> who, uh, who seems to jump, jump, jump off Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> jump off Joe Biden. Jump off Joey. Jump off Joey. I love that. Joey. <laughs> um, like what, what do we do at this point? Like, I mean, I know for me, I'll, I'll just go ahead and start and I'll say this and I'm, I'm going to jump out there. And um, if there needs to be, uh, you know, some adjustment made to my thought process, I'm sure you gentlemen will do that. I don't see any other, it's either don't vote at all or I'm voting Joe. Like that's, like, I, I don't know how else to move about this. Like, because we already know what Donnie does. We already know how he gets down. We already know what the vibe is. And we know that it's, 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 it's the absolute fucking worst. So, like, what else do I do? It's either don't vote at all and hope for the best or go ahead and vote for Joe and hope for the best. What do y'all think? Me, personally, man, I... Oh, shit. <laughs> I mean this with the most uh, respect for my ancestors oh God. who have marched for me to have the right to vote. Um, but at, again, like I said previously, when we when we get something as black people, the face of the white evil changes into something else. When we were allowed to vote, we, we don't dictate who becomes the president directly from voting. If if it was about us voting, then there would be no electoral college. It's like you want to supervise it. Let me just make sure that y'all are voting properly. I I respect whoever believes in the vote, but at the end of the day, whoever these crackers want to be the president is gonna be the president, bro. Like there's a plan that they are abiding by. See, as black people, we don't we don't have legacies. We don't even have our own last name. These niggas are following yeah. a, a, a rubric right now to the T, man. You, you understand what I'm saying? Like, this ain't got nothing to do with us. Whoever they want to be the president, whoever's in the plan for them to be president, going to be the president, man. I'm not getting caught up in that shit because it don't matter who the president is. We still in the same shit. Right. Very true. Very true. I also don't necessarily believe in, in, uh, in the voting process either. Uh, that that is that is something that you just you simply don't say around other black people because because, that's just, because they're, they're emotionally attached to the process. But when you sit back and you look at the overall scope of everything, at the end of the day, you have to realize my vote don't mean nothing. Because at if all. our vote it did, really Bernie Sanders like, would have been the president last term. I mean, mm. let's just talk about Bassanis. We wouldn't be stuck with him if our and the if reason our vote why Bernie Sanders will never be the president is because he goes against the bank. Who is really the president? Bank is running right. America. The, the United States of America is actually officially on record a corporation. So, so we don't have a democracy, man. Let's just call it what it is, bro. Like there is no democracy. It's a smokescreen as they dictate what we're doing. So, 
So I do. I agree with. I agree with that. I absolutely agree with that. That's hilarious. That's because. Um, I, I guess for me, yeah, it's an acknowledgement of what our ancestors fought for. Absolutely, but also, it is what we have. And I'm not saying that and trying to be like, okay, well, we might as well do it because this is all we got. But in some ways, it is what we've right. is what we've got. And so am I happy with our options? Not at all. I didn't want Biden to be the Democratic contender. I did not vote for Biden in the primary. Um, and you're right, the Electoral College, it's all systemic. It's going to come out. Whoever they want is going to win. It's probably going to be Trump. Um, we'll probably have another turn with that man. But on the same token, for me, yeah, it is an emotional tie. It is a, a symbolic gesture to do at least, at the very least, to do my part. I'm here, this is the system we have. Mm -hmm. I don't like it. The reason why I choose do. not to vote is and because so, I feel like as a black man, I have enough things that let me down. And when, when I see that we voted, whoa. when I see that we all voted one way <laughs> and they still decide who they want to be the president, that's just another thing to make me feel powerless. Right. So like when you get out of bad relationship, you'd be like, no, nah, I gotta protect my heart. I got to get to a point where I protect my heart with all of this shit because I got to pick my battles now. It's either I'm going... Didn't, um, didn't Hillary Clinton actually win the popular vote? Yes, she did. <laughs> she, okay, she did. But I, I want to say it was like over 2 million votes. Yeah, so okay. it, that's the hurtful yeah. part, man. It makes us feel powerless all over again in another way. So I just... I, you know what, Kimmel? To that point, you're absolutely right. I remember uh, waking up the morning after the election back in 2016 and seeing what went down. And I remember what that felt like. That was a huge, like, not only a disappointment, but it was like, damn, y'all hate yeah. us that much. Yo, it hurt. It hurt <laughs> like it was the same as when Trayvon, when, uh, when George Zimmerman got off. Like, it was right. the same powerless feeling. Mm. And I, I said, I can't keep subjecting like myself to this, man, because it's trauma. Yeah. So, so, um, so, so for me, I'm gonna jump right out there and say, "Fuck Donald Trump." Number one. I mean, um, let's just talk about number two. Here. Absolutely. <laughs> number number yes. Number two, I'm not voting. Um, for they say if you're going to vote, you should be voting your interests, mm -hmm. right? So for me, especially seeing what's going on with everything in society today, my primary interest as a black man who loves black people. My primary interest mm -hmm. is staying alive. Mm -hmm. It's my primary interest, right? So with that, Joe Biden has whatever his plan is, whatever was the plan that he ran on, um, as far as firearms are concerned, to take assault rifles out of the hands of civilians. So he said that if he becomes president, he's going to put, I believe, Beto O'Rourke in charge of gun legislation. Beto O'Rourke's plan is to actually have law enforcement come to your home mm. and literally take them from you. That's wild. So for me, for me, for me, because my primary interest is staying alive, I'm never voting for anybody that is in favor mm -hmm. of taking guns out of my mm -hmm. hand. It's not happening. Right. I need to protect me and mine. I need to, like, because... Because whatever, whatever, whatever they want to vote on, because like, you know, whether it's, you know, whether it's, you know, whatever agenda, whether it's, you know, 
whoever has an agenda or whatever policies they want to put in place, none of that shit matters mm-hmm. if you're dead. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. None of it matters if you're dead. And the thing about it is what America has shown us is that it's way more likely to be me as a black man mm-hmm. being dead. Mm-hmm. And nobody giving a fuck. So my first and foremost concern mm-hmm. is protecting myself and the people that I love. If anybody that is against me owning whatever firearms I feel like owning, if law enforcement has military-grade weaponry, mm-hmm. so will Because I. when you outlaw guns, only so outlaws will, will have guns. Absolutely. You're taking guns Absolutely. away from law by the So for me... Right. Exactly. Exactly. So for me, because I don't know how this election can go. Like, I don't know. I, like, it might be a, a chance that Joe Biden does, uh, Joe Biden does actually win. Mm-hmm. But in that case that he does, and they start trying to. Now, I do believe that if they try to take guns out of people's hands, mm-hmm. white folks and they're gonna be okay, just like fool. just like that. Yeah, I'm not even. Yeah, I'm not even like that. Listen, white folks, white folks are gonna act a whole bro, fucking bro. All you yeah. have to do, you don't have to take their guns for their white privilege, sir. All you have to do is ask them. To, tell them, tell them to stay in the house. All you have to do is no, no, no. <laughs> just ask them to. Wear, I just ask them to wear mm-hmm. a mask when they go outside. Yeah. You're not you fucking right. are not gonna take my freedoms. You 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 <laughs> right. can kiss my cousin fucking yeah. ass. It's not happening. Like that's how they are. Yep. It's not so so, so so I'm so so pri- so the the election is uh whatever when we vote, I guess it's been November, whatever the case may be. I'm buying up everything I can get my hands on. I'm gonna tell you, man, I really it, believe that it's it's orchestrated for Trump to win again. I think that's what all of this shit is about. The moment they started talking about impeaching him. That that's when they bombed. They would they bombed Iraq again or Iran? They bombed them like the next day, and then this came into play. Yeah. This nigga had problems with China for how long, man? And he just crippled their economy in one of the most flourishing times that they've had. That's why he continuously says that it's the China disease. You know what I'm saying? But for me, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't even care if Trump is in office because if we want to keep it super funky, aside from this virus shit, this same shit was yeah. going on under Obama. But, but the but this, if but we, the virus, if we want to keep the, it super funny. The virus crippled the economy completely, right? So for the economy, who's better to be the president I, I, than the billionaire? Well, no, nah, I'm, and I'm not even necessarily talking about the economy. I'm talking about the state of black oh, people getting yeah. killed at will. Right, yeah. right. Like Trayvon and all, all that shit happened under Obama's uh, under Obama's watch, nigga. When that shit happened uh, with Henry Louis Gates, Obama want to invite niggas to the fucking White House to have a fucking beer. If you don't get your passive ass the fuck mm-hmm. out of here with that, you know, you, and you you know the, the position Obama was in. He was in the, the position that a lot of us get in when we get in that corporate position that we want, right? We fight and we fight to True. get in, saying we're gonna make a change, and then when we start to see how shit work, it's like, damn, if I do it this way, it's gonna look like I'm being. I'm being favored. I'm showing favoritism to my people. You can't win. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Like, you can't win no matter what you do because you're you're entrenched in the system. So I know a lot of people were angry with Obama because he didn't come out, you know, espousing liberation for black people. Mm-hmm. But he was he was a part of the system that wasn't right. ever going to happen. So I don't understand, you know, personally. The disappointment we a lot of people feel towards Obama. Uh, I mean, you get in that system and you get deal with all that red tape, and you are in a country where the majority. And, and does I think not they, I like think you. they sent them a good message. Remember, you remember when them party crashes was all over the front page of the newspaper? It was a couple. 
Yeah, I, think, I, think, I remember I think that. Party crashers. What, so, what was so that? What, what, what was that about? Party. So Obama was talking about sending, bringing the troops back home. And then I want, I want to say maybe the next week, there was like this major White House party. And these, this couple mm-hmm. who had no business being there. Oh, yeah, was yeah, there. yeah, 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 I thought, yeah, yeah. I, I remember that. that. Okay. Yep, Do you I see that. how easy we could get people next to you? And they put it on the front page get of the paper. Yeah. How yeah, are you? Yeah, I remember so that. What yeah, purpose that. would it serve to show the American people that there was a lapse in White House security that they let this couple get in there? I think that was a clear a right, right. message to him. You will get got, nigga. All right, so so to, to put a, to put a button on this, because uh, we're gonna go after this, we're gonna go to the next segment. It's gonna lighten up a little bit, but to put a button on this, where do black men go for refuge? Because it don't seem like we we have really anywhere. I'm still anywhere searching, to go. brother. So uh, to me, uh, me for me, um, I I I just I, I really just rock with other like minded black men. Like that's really all I got. Mm-hmm. That's that that that's really all I got because especially in a lot of situations now we got a lot of you know we got a lot of sisters that hold us down, but by and large this society has made it popular for black women to be against black men. They give them platforms mm-hmm. for that, all right? All right. You know what I'm saying? They give them whole platforms and cut big checks for that type of shit, and it's become mm-hmm. like the cool thing to do. So for me, like for me, and and it's not even just like I, I treat everybody th- in, in this regard. If you if you ha- if you don't come out right and show me and prove to me that you are an ally and I even think you're questionable, I treat you as such. Right. I treat you as such. If you, if I don't outright know that you are an ally and if we need to get with the shits, like like you not you not going like I, I don't need nobody shaky around me in that regard. Right. Not 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 in these days and times. You cannot be shaky around because I because I promise you. When I start, when I start moving how I need to move according to what I gotta do, and you start running and hiding, like you, you might fuck around and get a so soul killed. On the, on the flip side of what you just said, you said that there's a lot of a lot of um, they cut checks for women to be against men, but I feel like we've as men become so numb to the shit that we do against women that we can't continue to support these rappers. Who talk about the shit they talk about yeah, okay. with the women? Perfect. We can't. Perfect. We can't. Hold up. Mm. Hold up. Before you even go, that's hold a good up, one. Hold up. Let me let me go ahead and, and, and present that to us because that was actually a question I had on my list here. So, black men in entertainment, and especially KML, you as an actor, like I'm sure you've seen some things that that we haven't seen. So, go ahead and 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 go away with that. Take 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 the reins with that. I, I feel like, as again, like I said earlier, as black men, we've become so caught up in our bubble that we forget the struggle that our sisters are facing on a day-to-day basis, whether it be being lowballed in pay, position, whatever, because these women have showed they are more than, more than qualified. I believe that we've become so caught up in our own needs that we forget the needs of them while they're the foundation of everything that we do. Um, without them, again, do they have some faults in what they do? Yes, because there's too many bad bitches and not enough big mamas. And big mamas is what kept us out of, <laughs> out of jail. Big mama set us down and held us accountable. They gave us that voice of reason when we didn't want to listen to our parents. So big mamas is necessary. Right. And there's too many big mamas with their ass on the sink right now. Taking that picture. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? Real shit. It above. Real but shit. Again, Real if we're going to say that we can't, we can't continue to bang with the women who are going against the black man. We can't continue to go against the niggas that are out here downing our sisters, talking crazy to them because yeah, they're angry. 
they, those men are angry about women. Why? Because they know that they couldn't get women and women didn't pay them any mind until it became successful. So they will never show them the amount of respect that's necessary. You are absolutely right. I have been sitting here like wondering for years why the hell Future is as popular as he is because um, <laughs> for starters, that nigga is talented yeah. as fuck. Uh, and and to, to go into into your point, like he is horrible to, to our black women, terrible. And we and celebrate, we celebrate them. And yeah, it's all of them. them. And as and, and as an actor, yeah. what I've noticed is that uh, you know, it's a lot of niggas that put their dick in front of them when they start talking to these actresses, man. And they put them in these positions mm -hmm. where it's like, yo, because I'm gonna tell you, stars as a as a woman, if they find, yo, they're gonna get walked into every room. And as long as they the yeah, it, the ain't even, it ain't even necessarily the casting couch. They're going to know who all the big name people are before I do. Because right. it's going to be one old nigga who's going to be like, yo, yeah, you know, I could get you here. I could get you there. And as long as she keep her drawers on, she could play that nigga for everything he got and get in the business. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's... Mm. It's a it's a double edged sword, man. I see too many niggas put them in this in the, in these positions, man. And I just feel like as men, it got to become a time where we we start protecting these sisters the same way we do. We live by a double standard, man, and we are allowed to make a lot of mistakes, and they have to be seamless in order for us to keep respect for them. And it's just I just think it's it's messed up, man. I want you to know that once I post this I agree. episode, I completely um, agree. All of my female fans will be like, "Us, the wish your cousin's <laughs> name." <laughs> yeah, but it's it's a fact, man. But it's I true, think yeah, true. like go ahead, Jonathan. Like Kay is saying, we have that dichotomy in our community, and it's it's yet yeah, it is, mm -hmm. in my opinion, a result of white supremacy. But at the same time, I think we have to also understand that we we are right. in this together, you know. Um, and I know this is a very contentious topic, and a lot of people have very strong opinions about this. But that whole Ooh. Snoop Dogg, Gail King, go ahead and talk about it. Talk about it, funky, funky so, dog head. Bitch. The fact that he, <laughs> yeah, that the fact that he, but the fact that he dragged her like that so publicly, okay. bothered me to my soul because she is a black woman, regardless of how you feel about what she. Regardless no, of how you that. feel about no, what she no, said, no, nah. the fact that nah. no, 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 she is one of us. She is one of us. We have to, like Kay is saying, we have to stop treating black women like trash. And that's what we've done. We see it in entertainment. We see it in music. We see it on TV. They are our sisters. And when you have an issue in your family, you don't go out and yell it from mm. the rooftops. You know, if something happens in the family, the family deals with it. You come together at the family, on, family table, table and you handle it. You don't go out there. You don't go out there and show everybody what's going on in your house. You don't go out there and start calling, you know, calling your grandmama or big mama or your aunt, your uncle, whoever out their name. You deal Absolutely. with it in the family. Okay. There was a better way to handle it. There's a better I, way to, to handle it. I'm, I'm conflicted. You don't have to. No. I'm, no, I'm not. So let me let me let me jump in here real quick. I'm no. not. <laughs> one thing about my mother, one thing that my mother always said, you, you you um you act up in public, you get your ass whooped in public. Period. So and going back to also something I said earlier, all of your skin folk ain't your kin folk. So 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 to me, Jonathan, it sounds like your thought process is just because they look That's like us, fact. everybody is family. Absolutely not. Absolutely the fuck not. So for me, like 
between like Oprah and Gail, they have yes. had anti-black men like 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 that's their history. That's their record. Somebody needed mm-hmm. to spank that ass in public. She been acting the fuck up in public. Somebody needs to fucking spank that ass in public. So, period. Period. No, no you you no, you you don't agree no, with that, which is per- no, which is perfectly okay. No. You and I have probably handled business very different. And I, and I'm and I'm okay with it. There needs to be somebody who might want to bring the people in, but but also remember, every black organization that was great was infiltrated by somebody that looked like them because we tried to bring That's everybody okay. in. Um, whether it was Malcolm, whether it was Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, the revolutions that happened in the West Indies, all of that shit, we brought somebody else in. That we, because we supposed to look out for everybody, and that's the attitude, and we got infiltrated from the inside. Absolutely not. Draw your fucking line. Just because people don't look like I you, told, don't mean they fuck I, with I, you. I they don't. For sure, but it just but, perpetuates so, so, the same constant masculinity that has been so. Can I ask you this? In our community like, for generations, like like what he like what my man said, right? about he what said, just because they look like us, don't mean that they're one of us. Yo, Gail has. Where where is the the uh, Harvey Weinstein documentary or interview? Where is the father of God, coming. the father of John, or whatever his name was? Where where is his documentary? I'm sorry, bro, but if you are doing, if your aim is to do harm against my people, whether you black or whatever, you got to get dealt with. And it's could Snoop have done done it differently? I feel like he could have. He they have enough. Uh, network that they could have reached out to her in a, in a way, but at the same time, he's seeing her destroy a black man. She has to take some form of responsibility for what she did. Like her and Oprah have been on an agenda. They have been on an agenda, and they have to take some form of responsibility. Because Fifty Cent been doing light jabs, and he's been nobody's ain't no backlash. Everybody just ignoring what he said. It took Snoop to say that for people to hear her and for her to take responsibility at that point because the rest of the world sided with Snoop. She's not one of us, man. She's no, she's I, no she, sister she, of mine. No, no, regardless. No, regardless. Jonathan, she, there can't, there can't I, be a regardless, As a former journalist, as a former journalist, let me tell you, she's a part of a system. When you Attack the system. system. Don't attack it. So, so let me ask you a question. That's what I'm saying. She works for a network. She is for a network. It's just the same thing. She is, she is she's working for a network. So my she's gonna say, ask the this. question she's gonna she's been told to ask. But there was no well, reason to go to up against What's the another difference black between woman her like that. And, the, and the slave that sold us There's up. another way to handle it. Period. There's no difference. When you know that you are one of us and you allow the network, the master, to put you on assignment against your people and you take that check, you get what you get. You are no longer an ally of mine. You are the mouthpiece for, for white supremacy and that makes you an enemy. Fuck you. I agree. All right. Well, we will so, have to agree to disagree because I blatant uh, this, this, this fully is, disagree. I love this shit. Okay, um, so let's let's slide a little bit over. To uh, since we were talking about double standards a little bit, let's talk about Boosie a little bit. Let's talk about that. Our uh, see, I, w- I wish I could remember his real name right now because I I, I don't even want to call him Boosie no more. I want to call him by his real name, but I can't remember. I I, I don't want to call him anything nice, to be honest with you. Um, so let let's kind of talk about him because there seems to be like we're very passionate about what we just talked about, right? There's there's this there's this seriousness and heaviness on it, but 
when I've had conversation about Boosie over the past couple of weeks, there's been a lot of laughter, a lot of chuckle behind it. And I'm like, yeah, this this shit ain't funny either though. So I'ma just I'ma just ask y'all first, how do y'all feel about <sighs> Lil Boosie? Now let me give let me give a little background for people who don't know. Lil Boosie uh was on uh his Instagram live and he uh as Lou said earlier, he's a content creator. And uh <laughs> and he stated <laughs> That's one word for it. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. He stated that uh, that he uh, when his when his sons were fourteen and like twelve or something, regardless of age, they were kids. He had uh, a grown woman who was a stripper, a sex worker, come in and he paid her to uh, suck their dicks, pretty much uh, to molest his kids. Um, how, how do how do we how do we feel about this? How do how, what's what's the thought process behind it, John? Because <laughs> I, I I'm gonna ask y'all first, and I'm gonna give my opinion at the end. So y'all go ahead first. Oh, silence. Oh, I thought. Oh, I thought you said Jonathan. No, no, no. Go ahead. Anybody can take it. No, no. You said anybody. I want to <laughs> okay. hear what one of y'all uh, say first. I'll go. I'll go. Um, I have my opinion. Boosie, um, he's not somebody that I particularly consider or or think about, like. It's, it's, it's certain people that I just wouldn't want to necessarily affiliate with. Right. So I don't think, so I don't think about it. So like when I hear like the wild shit that he does, like in my mind, I, I, he strikes me like, I know this nigga has never finished a book in his life. Like I know he's never, I know he's never read, I know he's never read any book ever. I know that. So for me, I don't like, I don't consider, I don't consider him. So like when the shit happens that he does, it doesn't shock me. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not shocked. He's just not somebody I consider. The shit that he did with his son was uh, was horrible. I believe there should there should have been some charges attached to that. Thank you. Um, there should have been some charges attached to that. But um, like I said, he's not somebody that 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 I think about. Like it's just one of those per- one of those situations. Like where somebody consistently is fucking up. You just recognize him as a fuck up, and I accept him for being a fuck up. Like that's that's what you do. That's your thing. You're just a fuck up. And I leave him there. Uh, Jonathan K. So similar to Lou, he's not somebody I really think about too often, except when he's in the news for doing stupid stuff like this. I feel like he is just as I think I think he's damaging. I think he's just as damaging as anybody else who takes mm-hmm. children and harms them. And there are a lot of people, and I think even even in our community, we have to be right. aware that there are double standards, right? So there are a lot of people who are looking at what he did to his kids mm-hmm. and they're probably applauding him because that's what right. it takes to be quote unquote a man, right? That's mm-hmm. what he said he was doing. He was making men out of them, right? Without considering the implications for what you're actually doing. Like he said, yeah. Chase, I agree. It's molestation. They're children, they're right. minors. <laughs> what the heck are you doing? That's problematic to me. That's problematic to me. I feel like the same energy we have Facts. against a Gale or anybody else we feel Facts. strongly about should be applied to him because he's just as damaging, in my opinion. I don't see why we would have to give him a pass. I don't see why we're not as angry or in an uproar about this as we have been about anything else. That is, we, something, there should be some kind of intervention. Like, there's, there's some, those kids need to be taken away from him, if you ask me. Um, but... Hey, you know, that's the thing. We sometimes, we all, we give these different standards 
there are different standards applied Correct. to men than there are. Have y'all seen his? Women. Have y'all seen his Breakfast Club? Um, his Breakfast Club. Also very Oh, I absolutely refuse. I'm good. Okay. No. Um. What? What? I, one listen. Thing, one thing about people like him going on right now. I don't. I don't need to be subjecting myself to that bullshit. Well, I'm no, and this, is, this is not even specifically about what he, what happened in the interview, or what he said, or anything like that. But there's certain people in this world who really, truly don't give a fuck. Uh-huh. Like they really and truly don't give a fuck. And those type of people are very dangerous. Very dangerous. Very, very dangerous. Yeah. Boosie, like Boosie's not going to listen to nobody <laughs> about shit. He's not, he's not, he's not that guy. He doesn't care. He's not that guy. And on the, and on another level, Boosie is the type, like he, like he, he's beaten murder charges with an S like, so he's a different type of nigga. Like, and I, to be perfectly honest, like that's why people really just leave him alone mm-hmm. because as much as you might feel aggressively against him, you got to kind of watch yourself. Who? Cause he's li- listen. Who? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm saying, like he just, do, he does not give a fuck. He doesn't. Nor do he doesn't I. care about nothing. He don't care about nothing yeah, at all. Cool. I, and and he operates that through his parenting, through the shit that he does in life. Like that's why, like certain people, you just gotta leave them where the fuck they are. Nah, but see, that's the thing, though. This no, there's no leaving that alone. This not, not for me, not for me, especially when it's like I'm going to. I'm gonna set my I'm gonna set my kids up to be to be raped and molested. Also, they're well, they no law, law enforcement should have stepped in. So we're clear. Also, they don't become gay. So for, I'm gonna just say this first and foremost: I am convinced that Boozy has had several dicks in his mouth at this point, <laughs> and and I say that because I have never seen somebody be so passionate about something that ain't got shit to do with them. It's, it's always it's always a gay thing with him. Like, fam, mm. like if you sucking dick, just say you sucking dick, and that's okay. You nothing wrong with that, dude. To do your thing, but like when you start setting your kids up to be molested, I'm I'm speaking as a person who has been sexually abused before. Like that is some bullshit. And like to see people, and a lot of it, I'm, I'm just gonna say a lot of them are women supporting this shit mm. and saying that this is how this goes, and and, and he's just making them men. I'm like, yo, how in the world? Are we this passionate about, and I'm not talking about you in particular, Lou, but how are we this passionate about Gail King, using her as an example, but nobody's pulled up on Boosie? We we are this passionate about R. Kelly. Nobody's pulled up on Boosie. I'm going to tell you one thing. I'm a nigga who does care about shit. I got things that I care about. I got things to lose. But my energy is never going to change on this. Boosie could be in my face right now. You are on some bullshit. It's never going to change. Ain't, ain't no leaving him alone. He needs to be checked for that. Those kids need to be out of his custody. Period. I don't. I don't. Dis- I don't disagree with that. Just so yeah, we're clear. This, I don't. We just had a passionate. I know. But we just had this like passionate dialogue about protecting our women and protecting you know our sisters, and we need to yes. apply that same protection to our children. And like you said, Chase, you know, for gen- this is something else that has afflicted our community. We have known about mm-hmm. children being molested, yep. and everybody in the family knows, but nobody yep. says a thing because we just leave them where they are. No, I'm oh, not nah. trying to dig at you, Blue, but I'm just saying we just kind of leave them where they are, and we don't address it, and we don't do anything. Everybody knows the secret. Everybody knows what Uncle Joe does. I think, but I think nobody takes care of Uncle Joe. Is it, it is the double standard, and, and some double standards are, you know, 
quote unquote positive, negative, whatever word you want to use. But if this was a little girl, if this was, if he was talking about his daughter, come on, man. Like we don't right, know exactly. what it is. Niggas would have pulled up. Exactly. So what I what I wanted to say was, I right, so first of all, I do think that it's it's I agree with you guys about it being a double standard. Um I was somebody that was a young kid messing with grown women. Me too. Um, and it was normal. Uh it's it's actually kind of celebrated. But at the same time, what people need to understand too is is that R. Kelly's spirit is in women as well. Yes. Mm. Mm. That was that was actually how that situation started because his aunt was getting that exactly. or, something like, or something like and that. And I'm and I'm not and I'm not condoning what him or Boosie does. I think it's foul. But I think what we need to understand is that we live in a time where saying the craziest shit will get you um views and likes. Right. Uh, which equates to dollars. Mm-hmm. Right. So when you want something to disappear, you don't speak on it. I don't give none of these niggas my energy. Uh-huh. I don't get. I don't speak on none of this kind of stuff. I think it's foul that he portrayed his kids to that. But again, the same way we look at systemic issues, if you look at Boosie and you listen to how he speaks, there is no knowledge there. He looked like he dropped out of school in the seventh grade. <laughs> Nigga, I, I no fourth. Like fourth. so, so fourth at the, so, yeah, so so at the same time, we're we're talking about damage and trauma raising kids right and the same thing as like gang culture you see how what what being in the gang does to you as a grown man and then you train your kid to be a gangbanger right you, you know what i'm saying so we already know that boosie is a womanizer by the amount of baby mothers he has Correct. we already know so he's just teaching his kids out of his hurt right you get what i'm saying i think it's wrong but on the flip side he was doing. He said what he said, in one end of the extreme spectrum to combat what was going on with D Wade's son or his daughter. Uh-huh. What he was doing with that, and I think they're equally wrong. Hmm. Because I feel like as a child, you shouldn't even be thinking about sex. But see, that's the thing. I'm glad you said that. There's a difference between gender identity and sex. Those two things are not the but, same. But they're pushing sexuality. It's not about gender identity a lot of the times of what they're saying. It's it's coming off as sexuality. Like he's choosing his sexuality. Nah, those those are those are two different things. Those are and I think people are misunderstanding that. Like this uh uh gosh, what is what is her name? I think it's, it's either Zaya or Zaya. I can't remember. Z- Zaya, I think it's Zaya. Zaya. Zaya wasn't like, hey, hey dad. You know, I'm born a male and I want to suck dick. That means, you know, that's not, that's, that's not what that was. <laughs> it was like, oh, oh shit. It's like, yo, pops, I'm bringing this to y'all because I feel like, and this is not something that, and I, I want to be, help me out. Like, I want to be more uh, well versed when it comes to trans issues. That's not really my, my jam. So I, I'm trying to understand it. But he came to him and was like, yo, well, she came to him and was like, listen, I, I feel like I am born in the wrong body. Like this, this body isn't representative of who I am on the inside. And I want to make my outside match my inside. It wasn't mm-hmm. like, yo, put me on hormones. Cause no, no doctor is going to put a 12 year old child on hormones. That, that's, that's not even medically sound. So that's out the window. It's not like she was like, yo, I want to get this surgery. That doesn't make sense. Her body's not fully done developing. It is, Hey, 
I don't feel like I match the body that I'm in. Nobody said anything about like, yo, I wanna, you know, I wanna have sex with it's not about that. And I think people blur those lines and then try to make the comparison to Boosie when those things don't they don't they don't make sense. Like So I, I can honestly I can honestly say that I, I don't know anything about yeah. the what took place. My thing is is that as a as a father and as a man, what was his purpose of putting it out there? If my son comes to me and says, Dad, this is what it is, right? Uh-huh. I it serves me no purpose to put that on social media. We can that's 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 all right, that's what you want to do. Cool. I don't have what what is the agenda that you have to tell the world about a kid that we don't even know nothing about before I, th I think what it is is representation matters, right? So we have a lot of representation, and I'm I'm speaking from my experience of, of black men, black fathers not supporting their sons who are who are who are not heterosexual, right? So I think him taking this step and choosing to tell his family's story and share that, I think is I think it's immensely powerful. Like for a person like me, and I'm not even trans, for a person like me to see a black father stand up, not just stand behind, but stand up for his child who is different, that shit is major, man. Like that no, it's a, that's I I love his fatherhood. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I love his fatherhood. But is that gonna be a building block for his child to be? What is he? Eleven or twelve? What is she? I'm gonna be respectful yeah. to what the choice the kid made. Mm -hmm. What is, she? She's eleven or twelve, right? Correct. Correct. To face this amount of scrutiny, in 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 a form where you that kid is never gonna see millions of people. But you know what though? She was facing that scrutiny before she said anything. Like at twelve, for me, I knew I knew who I was. Shit, you knew who I was. Nigga, knew we was knew. Like, like <laughs> so, so like it's it's like that scrutiny was already happening. I was already fighting every day of school just because I presented as a gay kid. Like, so that was already happening. So to put that on French stream, like, yo, this is what's going on. It, it brings it brings awareness to it. Like you and I having this conversation, a conversation we've never had before because of this. And you'll we'll we'll both gain understanding because of this conversation. So I'm not mad at it. I'm really not, personally. And and I appreciate it because I feel like, you know, a lot of times, again, like white people, when we live in our bubble, we just don't understand what somebody else is going through. Exactly. exactly. So it, it, it takes conversation, but it also takes compassion. And it and, and I feel like the foundation of all of it has to be love. As a, I, I don't yeah. care what your sexuality is, what your, like, I feel like we're all a body. Right, somebody mm -hmm. just gotta be the ass, and they go boozy. and for me, and for me, that's that. That's why I leave him. So just to be very clear about what I say about leaving him where he's at, and and and, and the difference between him and Gail King, and the energy that's put behind it. Um, we know that Gail King is smart enough, or I believe she's smart enough to know better. Than to put out and do the shit that she has done. Mm -hmm. On the other side, Boosie, he don't know no fucking better. It's not okay that he doesn't know any better, but he does not know any better. The type of nigga that Boosie is, you cannot change that type of nigga. <laughs> you can't change him. Right. So you leave him, you leave him right the fuck where he's at. If law enforcement can step in and do something to take the kids, do that. But Boosie as an individual. Mm -hmm. That like it's just some people who are just perpetual perpetually degenerate. Okay. And it's just but, him and that's that's him and that's where he is. But like, I think that we, we and, as and, a, like, 
And like I like I said, I, I'm in the camp that you can't take everybody with you. He's not somebody I'm taking with me. I, be, I believe as a people, too, we have to be more responsible of what we give our attention and time absolutely, to. Absolutely. And I felt like, like we allowed this man to be a voice for the people because of his following based on the stupid stuff that he says and does. I don't think we uh, did that. I don't think we, we did, did that. We no, did, no. man. Because we shouldn't even know who Boosie is at this point. Right down was a long time ago. But if you think, but if you think, if you think about the avenues that's actually putting him out there, it's not us. These are white corporations that are putting them on their platforms. No, 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 bro. I don't know. I don't follow Boosie. It's from the shade room putting that nigga up. That's black people. No, no. You think shade room is black people? I think black, I think black people support that. shade room, but I'm talking about the people who are actually making the decisions. Okay, this goes and this doesn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, look, so man. That's the tactic. Why do we? Why do we? Why do we? We have to. Point. We're not unaware. Yes, of our diet has to change. Our diet of what we like has to change. Right. Agreed. And agreed. We the same thing when you look at this Takashi kid or exactly who, everybody. Exactly. Like our diet has to change. We are allowing the shock value of the stupidity to draw us in and occupy our time. Hmm. Very Absolutely. true. Absolutely. I don't, Flawless. Yeah, we like we gotta like we yeah, we really do gotta we do gotta get off of entertaining the like the bullshit. Like we really yes. we really have to get off entertaining the bullshit. And the thing about it is, it is really to our it's it's really to our detriment because I remember when I was working um when I was working at Wells Fargo, I was working on a project and there was a guy who flew out from North Dakota to work on a project with me, and he. Like after we talked, cause like I was like, you know, this dude's kind of cool or whatever. And then he admitted to me, he was like, listen, the only thing I ever knew about black people was what I saw on BET. Wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, but of course he's in North Dakota, so right. you that's know, not like, surprising. That, that's that, that's mm-hmm. not surprising. But the thing about it is, like, the shit that's being put out on us publicly by some, by us. Some, some people. Well, I mean, by us, but sometimes, <laughs> sometimes. But but then again, we you know we look at BET. BET is a Viacom company. Mm-hmm. The heads of Viacom are white folks mm-hmm. and Jewish folks. But brother, but brother, before that, it was still the same bullshit going up when when Bob Johnson was still in charge. Right. right. No. 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 Right. Same shit, but, I, but I'm talking about no. But I'm talking before I'm, Viacom systems. It's the systems. We are playing into the hands of the systems. We don't have to continue. Yes. Now, I don't know if Viacom was involved when Bob Johnson was there. I'm, that I'm not sure about. They weren't. They weren't. Okay. Fair enough. They weren't. Bob Johnson was running. That was his business. He sold it to them. Okay. And so Deborah Lee, so Deborah Lee was, the Viacom, was Viacom. I think, no. I think she was with him. He left. He, he gave up his shares. He gave it up. Okay. But it's, it's, again, man, I just feel like our diet definitely has to change, man. And we also have to we have to we have to watch who we put out as our leaders. It's just that Very simple, true. man. Because at the end of the day, as long as he's going to keep getting the impressions that he gets, absolutely, they're going to keep seeing him as a profitable uh, asset to them, and they're going to keep using his narrative to to divide us. Because these are the things that causes us to fight. When 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 you because I believe that there's a division between races, and then there's subdivisions that come between black people. The, the subdivision is your sexuality, your religion, yeah. your your political uh, party. These are all subdivisions that keep us fighting about all of these different views. Do we believe? Do we believe that more people identify with the quote unquote bullshit than don't? 
Yes. I do. Yeah. Let me, and I'm going to tell you, like, I, I was I was rudely awakened uh, when I look in those comments, bro. That's, and that, that was what I was thinking. That was what I was thinking. I'm like, I look at the comments, I'm like, yo, y'all really don't fuck with us. Like, and, and when I say, when I say y'all, I mean other black people. Right. That exactly. Fuck. That's exactly what I'm talking about with black people like me. Like it's just it's just it is what it is. Like they'll smile on my face. Oh, we like you. We think you cool. Oh, gay is lit. Whatever. Ah, you know what yes, queen. Like while you out here like taking on my lingo and 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 doing the shit that I do. Meanwhile, you in the comments talking about you know you know kill kill the fags. Like it's it's fucking crazy. Right. It's, it's crazy. those double triple but quadruple standards. But when, time, but when it's time to say Black Lives Matter, you asking my gay ass to jump on the front lines, but you fuck you. Right. No. I, I think I think that it, it got to a point where adults are very irresponsible about opinion. Um, that's what social media allows. They're able to hide behind their keyboards, their phones, right. and say things, and they think that it has no repercussions. Well, um, because it's been it's been shown that by and large it doesn't. Like people can say and do whatever the fuck they want by and large. True. Mm-hmm. All right, gentlemen. Any uh, any last uh, any last thoughts that you guys have on anything we talked about today? Now's your now's your chance. Ah, my last thought is I think we need to as as black men, we need to we need to love our own, x out the ones that's not with us, and let love be the foundation of our decisions, man. Um, we need to have more tolerance for our own people and their views, <clears throat> their choices. Um. And when somebody doesn't understand, take the time to explain it to them. Your people, not not the others. Right. Um, people that's on your side. <laughs> right, right, right. You take the time to uh, explain to them, you know, your view, and you you listen to understand as well. Right. I think that we have a, a big issue with um, everybody just wanting to be the. They want to drain your energy, and give you theirs. And it's, it's, I think until we can have conversation where we listen and speak to each other with the goal of understanding. Then we could get a lot further as a people. Agreed. Jonathan? I echo that. I think um, we should also, kind of to Kay's point, you need to embrace the fact that we are not monolithic. I think we, we like do. to tell white people how not monolithic we are, but I don't know if we always embrace it ourselves. We are different people. It is not a zero sum game. So, Absolutely. you know, it's just, we humans are too complicated for that. There are layers to mm-hmm. all of us. And I think we need to start appreciating and valuing the players and understand that, yeah, I think this dialogue was healthy. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. It exposes the differences between us. You have yeah. four black men who think very differently about a lot of things. And I think that's mm-hmm. great for our people to see. Like, it's okay to, be, to disagree. It's okay to feel differently about something. But the important thing is that when it matters most, we come together and do what has to be done. Absolutely. Yeah. Amen. Uh, I, I agree with I agree with both of you gentlemen's um, both of you gentlemen's uh, sentiments, especially um, speaking to Jonathan. I believe that we we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier. Like, there's people who you know they they handle things different ways, and th- but it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that they're not fighting with you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, right. So you know we need to do that. And also, um, I, I think you know for those of us black people who may be on the fence about how serious of a situation that we're in right now. Like y'all got to You got to get your shit together. Like I was listening, I was listening to um, a radio show, a couple called in, you know, the black man was telling his woman like, yo, 
this shit is getting really real. We need to be prepared. And his girl was like, yeah, well, I don't really see it, it being that bad because they're not hanging us up in trees. Whoa. And the thing about it is a lot of black people are in that mindset. Like, it's not that bad because it's not public lynchings. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, the fuck it is. Yes, the fuck it is. And it, like, 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 we got to be very serious and also very prepared and really find the people because there's some people who are just going to think it's not that bad. And then they're going to keep going about life like it's not that bad until it happens to them. Like, mm-hmm. like we're literally in a space where you can get killed going for a jog. Like, I remember mm-hmm. the last, I believe the last time you and I recorded in studio, Jonathan, you were t- telling the story about jogging and something that happened with your neighbor, was it? Oh, yeah. I was trying to get into the security gate. Something else happened recently, actually, but that's another time, I guess. Okay. <laughs> the cops got called on. I got, someone called the cops on me. See, and the thing, and the thing, and the thing, and the thing about that is, calling the cops is just not—it's not an innocent thing at this point in life. Because the thing about it, people, when people call the cops on a black man, they know like that's that an assassination. That black man can die. That yep, black yep. man can die right the fuck there. Like we're in a space where you cannot jog outside. Yep. Right. Like, like this is very, very, very serious, and I just want us to just really recognize how serious this, this is, and be prepared. Be prepared. Find, find your tribe, pass the knowledge amongst yourselves, and be prepared. Well, I have found my tribe, and Lou, you are my shaman. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, I am Mr. Timmy. I'm with the smoke. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, I appreciate y'all um, having this, this conversation today. This is actually probably one of my favorite episodes, honestly. This, this, was, this was amazing. Um, necessary for, conversation. For yeah, sure. Real, Real Thank quick, we are going to do uh, one of my favorite segments on this show, and I think it's quite timely. Uh, we're going to do Be Nice Asshole. Um, this is a segment of the show where we uh, talk to another person at the table and tell them why we appreciate them, tell them why we think they're great, share a favorite memory, whatever the case is. And it's always nice after an intense conversation like this to kind of bring it back to, you know, to love and peace. So um, let's do it like this today. Uh, Jonathan and uh, Lou, you guys know each other, so you guys can go ahead and, and uh, admonish one another. And uh, me and K Mel will do the same with each other. So uh, uh, I'll go first. I'll start it off. Um, K Mel, I mean, we've literally known each other our whole lives. That's my cousin, that's my family. And, um, you know, I've, I've, I've always been a flaming homosexual, always, my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, ter- that term is hilarious. <laughs> that term is fucking hilarious. I'm telling you, man. Just as just as limp wristed as I wanted to be, hilarious. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, but my cousin, man, like he uh, he and I are extremely similar, um, but very different. And um, no matter what it's been, hold up. What's that? Sorry, sorry. That's the rain. All right, cool. <laughs> my bad, my bad. No matter, no matter what it's been, um, he's always had my back, period. Um, and not only that, he's a uh, K. You, you inspire me, man. Like uh, he and I, we both are going after very different, um, different goals in the uh, entertainment realm. But I love the way we big each other up. And I'm gonna be honest with you, man. There's been a lot of times I've wanted to like quit. I get tired of doing this shit or I'm just like, I ain't got nothing to talk about whatever the case is. But then I see your hustle and I see the way that you move. And I'm like, I gotta, I gotta meet that. I gotta match that. I gotta keep going. Like even what you've done recently with like your move and everything, like it's just, you're incredible, man. You, you really are incredible. And, and uh, you inspire me and I appreciate you always having my back and I love you, man. 
I love you too. My man, yo. So, like he just said, <laughs> he's always been flaming, man. Um, you know, Shout out to Hot Cheetos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, you know, as 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 young kids, man, he was my favorite cousin. And you know, we knew he was different. Mm-hmm. We didn't know we we didn't necessarily know why, and we didn't care. All I knew was that nobody was gonna treat my cousin any different than I treat him based on how he how his persona was. Right. He was all yo, Warren, you've always been full of life. Your um, your charismatic spirit is very um, infectious, and I, I like that's an aspect of you. I'd be like, damn, I wish I had it like that. You you are somebody that loves with your whole heart, man. Um, I you inspire me. You you inspire me to continuously express how I feel about people while they're here. Mm-hmm. Um, you're a great person, bro. Uh, I love you to death, man. And there's nothing in this world that I won't give to you if you need it, man. So oh, man. Stay on your grind. Stay focused. Um, <coughs> and stop acting like a little bitch sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, boy. You got to You got to You got to wrap it up like that. You got to end it with that. That's, that's, that's <laughs> what's up, man. Thank you. That 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 means the world to me, man. I appreciate that. And uh, I got to do this for Lou because he loves when I do this. Ow. That's it. He loves it. Fuck. Lou and Jonathan. You want to go or you want me to go? I'll wrap it up. Okay. Um, Genius Jonathan. Genius Jonathan. You um you are an amazing um individual. Um you are probably one of the most intelligent people um, that I have encountered and had a pleasure of um, of recording with. Uh, there is a, there are a lot of things about you that I, that I actually aspire to be. Like I want to gain more knowledge. I want to I want to read more. Even as far as um, your relationship and the love that you have um, within your relationship. Shout out to Vaughn. Like you guys, to me, are just like something that something that I desire to have for myself. Um, so, you know, it's absolutely amazing to, you know, that, that I'm connected with you. Um, you know, you, you have, you're so multifaceted in the things that you do from, you know, being a, from being a journalist. And even within that, you're not watered down as a man. Mm-hmm. You're not watered down as a man. And I can certainly appreciate that about you as well. Um, from black man to black man, I love you. Um, you're amazing. Um, and keep up the good shit. You know, maybe maybe someday I can get a little more diplomatic about my approaches like you. <laughs> <laughs> but right now I'm not in that space. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. right now I'm not in that space. But uh, but but no, but no, you're, you're absolutely amazing, and you know nothing but love. I love it. So, yeah, no, uh, Lou, man, I love recording with you. Mainly because one, you're hilarious. <laughs> I mean, you just have the ability to lift a room, and I appreciate that. And that's something that I wouldn't say I envy, but something I really admire in you. That you know, I'm not so skilled in doing myself, but um, to see how you just light up everybody, you connect people in that way. Humor is a powerful connector, and I think you have that in spades. Um, you also, I I feel that you also are very knowledgeable. 
you know what you know and you believe what you believe and you stick by it and i respect that um you're very passionate very lively and i think it's I, I appreciate who you are. I appreciate what you bring to the table, um, not just at the cookout, but whatever space you occupy. Um, you are a very unique vessel. You have a lot in you that I feel that you are just going to continuously pour out to people. Amen. And maybe we haven't content we haven't seen the fulfillment of that completely just yet, but I know it's coming, and I can't wait to witness it and to see it happen because you're going to bless a lot of people. Um, yes, don't sir. don't worry about where you are right now. Just continue to aspire to where you want to be. Just keep going, um, enjoy the journey, and just continue to build. And so, yeah, it's all love. I appreciate you. You, I you, you, you can't, you can't, you can't see me, but my hands are raised in the building. Well, <laughs> praise, <laughs> no, bla- praise him. Play by, play by, play by. I just want to say, yeah, I appreciate all you fellas, man. Absolutely. I think that uh, this conversation was very necessary, and it, it, it's it's a good mental exercise to know, you know. The, throw things back and forth amongst each other. And again, we're listening to understand different points of views and it never becomes combative. Right. Um, I, all you guys are very intelligent, man. And it, it just feels good to to go back and forth with you on, on topics, man. And I hope we can do this again. And the thing all about right. it is like, these are things that we need to be and speaking about us, like not putting everything on front street. These are the conversations that we need to be gathering because there's people with differences of opinions within the community. These are the conversations Mm -hmm. that we need to have, like, you know, for the people that are more diplomatic and then the people that might be on the other end of the spectrum and like, okay, boom, this is how we're going to come, you know, come to a medium in the middle. Like, this is how we're going to handle a situation. This is how we're going Mm -hmm. to handle this person and then move in lockstep in that way. Mm -hmm. Better together. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, this is amazing. All right, gentlemen, go ahead, do me a favor and um, let people know where they can find you on the social medias and uh, let them know what you're promoting, all the shit you've got coming up. Uh, Lewis, take it away. All right. So um, social media, you can find me um, Groovy Lou, um, Groovy Lou one, G-R-O-V-Y-L-E-W and the number one uh, on Instagram and uh, Snapchat. Um, you can find me on Facebook at Lou Lee. Um, I am a co-host of the Don't Trust the Edit podcast. Um, we have a, a, a new episode that's actually out right now. We're talking about um, this uh, similar topic. Uh, this topic's pretty much, you know, kind of similar. Uh, we're talking about that. It was a very dope show. Y'all go listen. Uh, find us on Instagram at DT, DTTE podcast at DTTE podcast. Find us. Listen to our fucking shit and, you know, give us feedback. You know, let us let, let us know. Let us know what's up. And um, this was a great fucking time, man. Lit. Jonathan. Find me on Instagram at John Writes Inc. That's J-O-N Writes W-R-I-T-E-S-I-N-K. Um, you also find me on Facebook, Jonathan McFadden. Find my business uh, page on Facebook as well. John Writes. I'm still taking on clients, so if you need some content writing, brand journalism, help, copywriting, whatever the case may be, I'm your guy. So find me. My website is johnwritesinc.com. Dope. Kmel. You can find me on Instagram at Kmel the Actor, K-A-M-E-L-T-H-E-A-C-T-O-R. You can find me on Facebook at Kmel Goffin. K-A-M-E-L-G-O-F is in Frank, F is in Frank, I, N is in Nancy. 
Um, I just finished filming a movie called The Business of Christmas that will be on BT Let's go. this Christmas. Hey. Let's go. Woo. It's starring myself, uh, the wonderful Miss Daphne Reed. You may know her as Aunt Vera. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, oh, shit. Okay. Roger nice Governor. Hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Roger Governor Smith and Jennifer Freeman. When is that? When is that? Know her as Claire. Oh, Claire from my wife and Christmas. Kids. Yeah. When is that? When is that coming um, out again? It should be this Christmas. Okay. Uh, around Christmas time. Um, I also have a show that we're shop- We're about to start shopping called The Wolves, and I have a show now that's on YouTube on BT's YouTube Makeup and Breakup. Lit. When you go watch Makeup and Breakup, just make sure you watch them in order because BT did not do the work to put. Mm, them in order. They did not. <laughs> they did not, and I was pretty pissed about they that. They did not. But uh, high level content. Make sure y'all, y'all support my cousins. Definitely. Um, definitely. That said, um, I am Chase Cassidy. You can find me on the Instagrams at Chase Cassidy. Cassidy is spelled with a K. You can also follow the Cookout Podcast on Instagram where you can find updates about the show and funny memes and videos to get you through your week. Um, You can also uh, get merch at shopthecookout.com. Any listener letters or questions that you have, you can send to thecookoutpodcast at gmail.com. And also, like I stated before, um, please go and support my other two shows that I produce, Capiche, C-A-P-E-E-S-H, and Don't Trust the Edit that Lou already gave the info for. Um, Yeah, this was amazing. And uh, that said, make somebody smile today. And remember, be nice, asshole.